Hey there, welcome to Your Living Health. This is the podcast where we talk about real life strategies to reduce your chronic inflammation. Each episode, we're going to uncover tools for how you can lose weight and achieve optimal health. I'm your host, Carly Lucchese. I'm a UC Davis trained registered dietitian, and I'm also a life coach. So together, let's coach through the science of inflammation, but in a way that's simple, purposeful, and fun. You ready? Let's go. Hey there, how are you guys? Today is another beautifully snowy morning. I'm loving every single day of this. It's not sticking around for too long, but I think that's almost the best part about the snow that you get to like wake up to it and you don't have to deal with it. It's like the best thing ever. So how are you guys? Um, I hope today you are coming to me curious about genetics because that's what we get to talk about today. So whether you're curious about your genetics or whether maybe you're a little intimidated with what you might find if you dig into your genetics. But I think either way, if you're curious or intimidated, knowing your genetics can give you the upper hand if you're looking to improve your longevity and your vitality. So it can even be likened to like a retirement plan, right? Where the earlier you begin, the earlier you invest, the more dividends you will see later in life. And if you know where your genetic variations are, you won't have to be the one who waits for the manifestation of symptoms to happen before you finally start doing something about it right? So it's like you're almost stopping the Alzheimer's or the heart disease before it has a chance to take hold. Or at least you're going to be the person who can honestly say like, I've done everything I can do, everything possible, and I still got this disease. So it just is what it is at this point, instead of always wondering like, could I have done more? So today's episode, we are going to be diving into all things genetics, but more importantly, I want to help you to be able to understand this valuable test in a way that is more uh, useful and approachable than I would say other genetic related conversations. So let's dive in. Okay, so your genetics, they are your own personal building blocks that make you exactly who you are today. So they encode the different traits that you're going to have, right? So how your body functions, what you look like, your personality, all of it. It's all there in your genetic code. But often, this is where kind of the, I think the generalized knowledge of genetics ends. They're like, yeah, that's just what it does. It tells me what I'm going to look like. But I want you to understand genetics in a way that is far more useful than just surface understanding. So we're going to dive into kind of a metaphor, okay? So I personally, I love to think of genetics in terms of this complex system of gears that you have within your body. So each gear operates a different system. But remember, each gear is beautifully interconnected with the other gears within the other systems of your body. So it is a system of gears that operates as one unit. 
And this system of gears has a ton of these little teeth on it, right? The little teeth on each gear wheel. And these teeth on the gear wheels, these are your genetics. So each tooth is a different genetic characteristic. Each tooth is a piece of instruction that tells the system how to turn, what to do. And each of these teeth has the potential to be wonky, right? So when I mean wonky, it just means that there may be a single allele or a double allele variation based on your unique genetic profile. Some of this comes from your parents or sometimes there's just variations that happen in the processing and as your DNA is being built. Totally normal. We all have different variations. So that would cause some of the teeth in this system of gears to be cracked, chipped, or even completely missing. Okay. But the reality is you don't, if, like if you have one chipped tooth within a system of gears, it's really not a big deal, right? So the system, it's not going to need to slow down. You won't even likely notice that there's a chip at all. But if one of those systems of gears has a series, like one after another of chipped or cracked or missing teeth, what do you think is going to happen? right? So those gears, they're probably going to be spinning a little slower, or maybe they're going to catch at times, or there might even need to, there might be a need to divert some of the work maybe to a different system that can compensate for the slowdown that's caused from those chipped, cracked, or missing teeth within this particular gear network. So that, my friends, is how genetics within your body works. So each of these particular gear systems is going to represent a specific function within your body. So those functions might include the ability to process oxidative stress or break down and excrete toxins. It could be hormone production and breakdown or DNA methylation, maybe your metabolism, how well you make or break down fat. It could be the integrity of your soft tissue, your bone health, how you respond to exercise, your vascular health, blood pressure, cholesterol, nutrient metabolism. Your genetic encodes for all of this. And each of these systems, it's a unique system of gears, but they remain interlocked with all of the other systems. This is a beautiful and exquisite network of gears that makes you who you are today. But in addition to the integrity of these gears, of course, every single gear system in the entire world needs lots of oil in order to keep them lubricated and operating without any type of excessive heat being produced. Well, maybe you guessed it, but micronutrients and vitamins are the gear oil. If you run out of gear oil, it does not matter how perfect those gears are. It does not matter how perfect your genetics are. Those gears are going to fail. They're going to heat up. They're going to begin to smoke and they're eventually going to seize if there's not enough oil or 
if there isn't enough turnover of this gear oil. But likewise, there is not enough gear oil in the world that can make up for a wonky set of chipped, cracked, or missing teeth of these gears. But the thing is, guys, with adequate and regular lubrication, a system of gears that has a few chipped teeth can totally run smoothly and without any issues for the duration of its life. But just notice that there needs to be knowledge of where these gears have their chips, like what teeth are chipped, where's their problems, and what type of gear oil is needed for maybe this particular system, this particular network of gears, or even what is the level of gear oil that this system currently has. This is why knowing your genetics and knowing your specific micronutrient and vitamin levels is incredibly valuable. You're no longer gonna be guessing what might be wrong when the check engine light comes on. You knew from the start where there was likely gonna be issues and you've come alongside this system from early on to carefully listen for those symptoms or you've put into place behaviors that don't put additional strain on those systems that you know are a little weak or you've regularly replaced the oil that you know is being burned off in abundance. If you do a complete system analysis late in life of your gear system, sometimes there really isn't much that you can do at that point, right? That sometimes the damage from wear and tear, it's been allowed to occur for a long time. And now this system's lifespan is just simply reduced from the excessive wear and tear. So you can replace the gear oil, you can put in place behaviors, you can do all the things But if the damage has already occurred, it may be impossible to reverse it to create longevity that was possible from the start. But next, I want you to further understand that there are different types of genes, okay? So there's high impact genes and there's low impact genes. So high impact genes are the ones that are often looked into if you're going to go see a a doctor who specializes in genetics or, you know, like genetic-related conditions. So there are particular genes that exist where if you have a variation, then you're you're far more likely to develop a particular condition. So those are high-impact genes where one chipped or wonky tooth really makes a huge difference. But low-impact genes are completely different. So on like one variation, like I said, within a system of gears, not super important. You're you're likely never going to feel the difference. But that is why low-impact genes, when tested, they need to be built into a systems approach where you can look at many of the other genes that are within that same gear wheel. It is extremely valuable to know how many gene variations that you have versus just stressing out for potentially no reason that you have one variation of one low impact gene. So a lot of, or like all genetic testing that can be bought over the counter is related to low impact genes. And I ask you that if this is the route you take, 
please proceed with caution. Don't be like the many alarmists out there that freak out when they have one single low impact gene variation. This doesn't help you, right? And it's likely that you're going to take this out of context. So genes, even genes that seem high impact, like the APOE variations or the MTHFR, they still remain within a network of gears with lots of other teeth that support the same system. So just because you have an APOE4 variation, it does not automatically mean that you are destined to develop Alzheimer's. And... Just because you have the MTHFR variation on one or both of the 677 or 1298 positions, it does not mean that you're destined to get cancer or cardiovascular disease. It just doesn't work like that. So low impact genes, they mean that you get to say, you have a say in how your genes express themselves, okay? Very important things. So you can absolutely impact how things are going to turn out based on what you do, what you eat, what you think, what supplements you have, or what you avoid. So low impact genes, I think, are a lot more fun than high impact genes because you get to have a say how things turn out. So now I want to spend a minute talking about the, the expression of your genetics. So there is a big difference between the genetics that you possess and the way that your genetics are expressed. So this is the difference between genotype and phenotype. So just because you have an at-risk genetic sequence, it does not mean that you are doomed to have problems from it. Like you get to control the expression of your genes based on the environment that you expose yourself to, the foods that you eat, the thoughts that you think, the things that you do. And I think that this fact is often overlooked. And genetics are approached with fear of what might be uncovered, right? That like, oh my God, I can't do anything about it. I'm just stuck with this crappy set of genes. But with low impact genes, nothing can be further from the truth. I would be far more fearful of what you won't uncover by not knowing versus uncovering exactly where you should be targeting your time, money, and efforts. So I want to take a few minutes and go over some examples of how knowing your genetics and micronutrient levels may be beneficial. And I want to start with the arena of weight loss. So Let's say you're 30 to 50 or whatever pounds overweight, you eat clean, and you just can't seem to lose weight, right? You exercise more, no weight loss. You reduce your calories, but even this doesn't work. But then after you dig into your genetics, what is revealed is that the type of exercise that you've been doing is leading to excessive oxidative stress, And this oxidative stress is leading to inflammation. So maybe there was some wonky genes within the oxidative stress gear system. And now you're having inflammation from it, right? This inflammation that you're having from this oxidative stress, from the wrong types of exercise, it isn't leading to an ability to break down fat very well. And therefore, there is no weight loss. 
So by simply just going in and changing the type of exercise that you do, that might be the thing that allows you to begin to lose weight effortlessly. Or maybe let's say that you have a family history of diabetes, but you've never had any issues with your blood sugars. Like your fasting blood sugars have always been great. You're 45 years old, you've exercised all your life, you've eaten well, and you are coming into this feeling like you've kind of skirted past this family risk. But after you dig into your genetics and micronutrients, what's revealed is that you do indeed have a genetic risk for diabetes in multiple areas of your carbohydrate metabolism. And you further uncover crap, right? That your micronutrient levels, they're showing you right at the borderline of deficiency in those areas of your genetic predisposition. So this would mean that you've been overutilizing those certain nutrients because of these genetic variations and you would likely begin showing symptoms within only a few years when the damage had already happened. So knowing this, that you're right on the borderline of micronutrient deficiency, and it's caused from these wonky variations within your genetics, you quickly begin eating certain nutrients to support carbohydrate metabolism where you were depleted. And you put into place a pattern of eating and activity that is based on those risks. So now you can confidently rest assured knowing that you've done absolutely everything possible to avoid a life of diabetic complications. Or maybe you have an, if, an issue with chronic inflammation. So you've been really careful to listen to all the episodes of this podcast and you've been really careful to manage your mind and avoid any known pro-inflammatory food triggers. But after a dig into your genetics, what's revealed is that your system, it surprisingly doesn't struggle with variations within your inflammatory system. Like your body is not inflamed as a baseline, which is great news, but So that just means you're targeting the wrong thing, right? But what's instead, what it's instead reacting to is maybe a persistent exposure (laughs) to the candles and the other scents at night that you're actually burning as a stress relief, right? Because you're trying to reduce your chronic inflammation. But this has been leading to a toxin burden because you have genetic variations that limit your ability to break down and excrete toxins. And it's resulting in chronic inflammation as a systemic response. So you remove the candles and quickly, you have an improvement to your daily chronic symptoms. Fascinating, right? So like I could go on and on about examples like this from my clients' experiences when digging into their genetics, but that would seriously take all day because each client is so incredibly different than the other, but each reveals this beautifully clear path for longevity and symptom relief and the exact instructions for how to achieve particular health goals. So if you're ready to reveal your story and live this life that strategically pursues longevity, please book your free consult at yourlivinghealth.com. And for everyone else, I hope that this has just helped you to better 
understand genetics. And I invite you to please leave or bring any questions to the comment section or hit me up on Instagram or Facebook at Your Living Health. Um, that's my username. And uh, that's it. That's all I have for today. So I look forward to talking to you again next week. Can't wait. All right. Bye. Hey, change is hard and doing it without professional guidance can make it seem impossible. If you're willing to do the work, I can make your path to longevity straight and strategic. Take the first step, head on over to yourlivinghealth.com and book your free consult so we can chat about your unique situation. And please take a second or two and leave me a review. Thank you for your interest in reducing your chronic inflammation and I'll talk to you next week. Bye.